Welcome to the party. Many people... I don't like the fucking sound of this shit. Let's just move it away. Many people love me, and I don't... I don't exactly love myself, you know? Many people love me, and I don't love myself. Alright. Many, 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 many. Many, many people love me. Many people love me, and I don't love myself. Many people love me, and I don't love myself. 
Many people love me. Many people love me. And I don't love myself. I almost hate myself. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Many people love me and I don't love myself. I don't love myself enough. I love myself some. I love myself enough to try to get these levels right. You know what I'm saying? We're going to turn this upwards. And we're going to play with some of this. Yeah, I think I think this sounds all right. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Test, test, test. Cool shit. Many people love me and I don't love myself enough. Is this all the way up? No. We're trying this midways. Just like that. Test, test, test. How's that? How's that, everybody? <sighs> we got to get rid of all this sibilance up here. Many people love me and I don't love myself. I don't love myself enough. I love myself some. Okay. I'm going to give myself some credit that I love myself a bit. But many people love me and I almost hate myself. I find myself hating myself on occasion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I subconsciously hate myself in a lot of ways. I drink. I, I do other things. I destroy my body. Um, you know? This is a sin, really. If we're thinking about this religiously, which I'm not super religious, but, you know, I was raised Christian, and it, your body is a temple, you know? You're supposed to respect your body, and I destroy my body regularly, you know? Regularly, on a daily basis, I destroy my body, you know? And I maintain it. Every other day, I'm working out, and I'm running. Uh, I'm running, and I'm exercising, but I do destroy my body, Um Because I don't love myself enough. Maybe. Maybe that's why. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know why? I think... I think why... I'm going to move this closer. But there was like... It wasn't clipping, but there was like this heavy middle sounding thing. It was like really intense. Because I'm listening to this through the headphones. I think that... I'm going to say with a lot of men... Okay, because I, I'm a man. I'm a guy. <laughs> a man. Man's too strong of a word to describe who I am. I'm like a fucking... I have male genitalia. And when you're raised with that, not like it's enforced on you, but it's just... You know, you know, my, my parents were great. All right? I could be whatever the hell I wanted to be, you know? I doubt my parents would blink an eye if I came out to them with anything, anything at all. I, I know my parents would be accepting, you know, I could, I, I'm going to guess that a lot of people can have great childhoods at home, but at the same time they go out and they make friends, you know, they make friends, they go to school and they'll meet people and they'll be raised there too as well. This is true, you know? People can turn out shitty not because of their parents. I'd say because the way they grew up, what they grew up around, who they grew up around. And it doesn't have to be the people that raised them. It could be people that they've associated with, that they're acquaintances with, that they're good friends with, okay? I'm going to say a lot of my life 
was shaped by the people I was around, and it's terrible. I am behind. I am, I'm fucking behind developmentally because of the people that I've been around. They have arrested my development on many, many occasions, all right? People that I have formerly called friends, but now they're not, you know? There's people that... Just toxic you gotta get rid of. But still, I had friends more than 10 years. And when that's the case, you pick up things from them, okay? You, you'll pick up insecurities. You'll pick up behaviors. You'll pick up attitudes. You'll pick up perspectives. You'll pick up just ways of seeing things. That's pretty much the same as perspectives. I think the key to sounding smart is you just say a bunch of things in a row that are pretty much synonyms, but you say it differently with different words, and it's like, oh, he's uh, coherent. He can make words come out of his face, multiple words. They all mean the same thing, but I don't care. They all sound different because <laughs> he's just using different words. But you pick up different things from people that you're around, that you grew up with, all right? So my parents love me a lot. I mean, there are troubles, of course. There's troubles. And there's times that I can say for sure that I've wanted to kill myself because of some of the things that some of my parents have said. Some of my parents. <laughs> that sounds like there's more than two. <laughs> and I, I, I don't say that lightly. I say that in seriousness. I've wanted to roll out of the car on some conversations um, and just die. And there's just been times that just... I feel like there's just so much, so much that it was expected of me that I wanted to kill myself. And I, like, I was overwhelmed. I couldn't do it. And I, I feel like I, I let myself and everyone else down. And I'd say some of that came from my parents for sure. But you know what? A lot of my pain, a lot of my awful attributes, characteristics about me came from like how I grew up, who I grew up around, what friends that I had. I'm looking at the recorder right now because the last time, here's the thing. I tried to record a bonus episode with my friend and it didn't record. It recorded like two and almost, not even two and a half minutes of it, like 227. Two minutes and 27 seconds of our episode and it, it just cut out. And so I'm praying that this doesn't do that same thing. I mean, we also kind of like left it on standby for a long time. So we might not have been treating it well. Treat your things well, you know? <laughs> Anyway, and you know what? I've just been going on about, like, my friends and shit. Like, oh, they maybe fucked me up. Sure, all right, maybe they have. At the same time, I did a lot of fucking myself up. I'm going to turn down the bass on this. I think that's what's making it really intense. Okay, now a little bit of bass. Yeah, yeah, I think that's better. Whatever. I have to own up to what I did to myself. All right, nobody, nobody drank around me. In times of depression. I've never seen that before. I've picked up this behavior myself. I chose this. Okay. I I chose to drink. When I was sad. I didn't see anyone else do this. I didn't learn this from anybody. I just chose to do this. Alright. This is totally my own. My own. I, I, I would have to hold myself accountable. There's nobody I could point the finger at. And I think that's important that you have to remember not to point the finger at everyone else when you know that something's your fault, okay? I think this is a lot of things. And at the same time, you don't want to blame yourself for, like, everything because not everything's your fault for sure, okay? But some things are. And these learned behaviors of alcoholism, those are totally me. This was all me. 
maybe I could see some things on TV and movies and things like that that makes alcoholism like somewhat glamorous or something. But it was me who was depressed, who chose to turn to the bottle to make myself numb, to make myself feel numb to the sadness and depression. And that's what I chose to do. Nobody suggested it. Nobody did it around me. I didn't learn it from anybody in my life. I don't even think I, I could have learned it from TV. Maybe just seeing characters on TV like, oh, drinking, they drink. You know, but no, this was me. I chose this. I know it's bad. I know it's like, I know, I know there's a risk of like, there's a risk of, of spiraling down into an addiction of alcohol. I knew that and I chose to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> I've been pretty real on this podcast so far. I'm not going to stop now. I I was in college in another state. I went to college in another state. And there was this girl I really fucking liked there. I really believe I was in love with her just because I I don't I don't say that so lightly cuz you know, I think I said this before. I I did I did fall in love with this girl, right? <laughs> just because I spent so much time with her. I admired who she was, her character, and she was beautiful. She was bad as fuck. <laughs> um I don't know. At the risk of sounding pathetic, I would just take any chance that I had to go and talk to her whenever I saw her uh as I was going to class. You I would go to the cafe. Sometimes I'd be coming out of class or something and she'd be sitting at the cafe somewhere studying or something. I go sit down and talk and there was like this period of time when I don't know, maybe your schedule changed or something. And uh, I wasn't, I didn't see her. I didn't get to talk to her a lot. And I really, I, this is, I feel like this is something that a lot of people don't know. Even people that I'm close to, they don't exactly know this. I have told people that I'm close to about this, but uh, some people <laughs> that I've been close to, probably who I lost in like a, just this period of losing people. <laughs> They probably don't know this shit, but I just got really fucking sad. And when I was out there, the friends that I had out there, I didn't tell them. I didn't talk to anybody about how sad I was. I didn't find a therapist. I didn't reach out to anyone really about this shit because I'm a fucking guy. I'm a man. That's not an excuse. That's just a fucking, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about my feelings, especially with these motherfuckers around me. They weren't receptive. All right, some people weren't receptive, so I what I wasn't excited to open up to these people. And also, look, and this is so fucked, all right? If you find this in your group of friends, then they're not your friends, all right? I feel like sometimes I had a mentality of if I tell them this, this could be ammunition that's used against me. And I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to show my hand. I didn't want to be vulnerable to them so that they might go back and attack me because they would sometimes. And that's not the only reason. It's also because I was just a pussy. I was a pussy because of a lot of things. And I was a huge pussy because I didn't share my feelings. I didn't open up and cry to people when I needed to. And that's a huge reason why I was a pussy back then. And I was deeply depressed. And I was sad. And what did I do? I stayed home and I drank. Because I was so fucking sad. 
I just, I just wanted to be numb. And here's the thing. This is over some fucking girl. Some broad. <laughs> That's fucking sexist with a fucking fucked up term. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to lean into it. Fuck it. I didn't want to be crying. Here's, I'm going to speak in toxic masculinity here. This is toxic masculinity ease or some shit. I did not want to be so sad, so depressed over some broad. That would be so pathetic. I don't want to admit that I was so sad over a girl. That'd be so fucking... That would be not macho at all. That'd be so fucking weak sauce, right? So I'm like, dude, fuck that. I'm a guy. I'm not sad. I'm not sad about this specifically. I could be sad about a friend passing. I could be sad about... I was I was sad about losing my car. Somebody totaled my car. Some fucking drunk driver out there totaled my car. I could be sad about that. I could be sad about... I don't know. We had an intramural basketball team. I could be sad about losing a game, maybe. I, if, if I wanted... I wasn't really... I was kind of sad about that shit. But I could be sad about some things. Some things that it's okay to be sad about as a man. But over some fucking girl, you know? Over this shit? Why would I be sad about this? That's ridiculous. That's fucking pathetic. So I don't want to be sad. I have to not be sad. I'm going to drink instead. So I'm not sad. So I'm drunk instead of sad. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm buzzed instead of sad. <laughs> and you know, you know, here's the thing. I, I like sweet drinks. I like cocktails. Oh, man. I like cocktails. I like sweet, sweet drinks. I basically have, on occasion, most of the time, the palate like the palate, the taste of like a, of a white girl. I like fucking Moscato. I'm drinking Moscato right now. <laughs> I'm drinking Moscato and Douce right now. All right. And I like sweet drinks, but at this point in my life, I just needed to get drunk and I, I didn't even fucking care. I needed to feel it. I needed to feel it. I needed to feel the buzz. I needed to feel the fucking alcohol taking over my system. So I wouldn't give a shit about like mixing. I would mix hard alcohol so I could tone them down a little bit but you know fuck I was just doing like vodka tonics we had San Pellegrino's in the fridge or like around I could just fill, fill a cup up with ice vodka and then the greeno and then that'd be it I drink that just get the alcohol in my system so it starts working so I start numbing out because I didn't want to be fucking sad about this I did not want to be fucking sad about this pathetic thing you know I didn't want to be depressed about this, and I was, and I was, and I didn't admit it, and I didn't want to accept that I was sad about this, so I got numb instead. I got way fucking numb, <laughs> and that's what I chose. I chose that for myself, you know? Nobody, nobody chose this for me. Nobody told me to go drink when I'm sad. I did. I chose that for myself. And I, I, I have to, and now I'm still drinking, you know, I'm still drinking alcohol. I'm not sober. I'm not a sober guy, but that's me. And that's me. That's what I chose. No one in my family I know is like an alcoholic. None of my friends are. Some, some of my friends might smoke some weed, but I chose this for myself. I did this to me. All right. <laughs> and I don't know what this is. This just started flowing out of my head, all right? I just, this is, you know, the style of this fucking podcast is free-flowing shit, and this just started coming out. Um, 
but I, I, I know that this is all me, and I've been drunk before. And here's the thing, you know what? I've had suicide attempts before, okay? I had suicide attempts before. I could have been, I was high and drunk. I might have been a little high for one of them, and then I was kind of drunk for another. And I was drunk not because I, I, I'm not going to blame the suicide attempt on me being drunk. I knew I was, I wanted to commit suicide, and then I got drunk, you know? These substances aren't the fucking catalyst. And you know what? They could be a contributing factor for sure. It's a depressant, all right? It it could fuck up my brain. It probably has been fucking up my brain. This, the the alcohol and some drugs and shit. It probably, it probably has been fucking up my brain. But like, if I've wanted to kill myself before, it's a sober decision. It's a mostly sober decision. One time... Maybe it was because I was high, and I... No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think every time I've wanted to kill myself and I've attempted it, it, it was like a sober choice. I was conscious of the decision. I was fully conscious. As high as I was, as drunk as I might have been, I was conscious of what decision I was choosing to make. So I'm not going to blame it on any substances. And I'm not... And that's another thing that I want to make clear. I'm not... These substances... Maybe people can be influenced to kill themselves after taking these, but for me, in my own personal experience, they haven't. I haven't been influenced by these substances to kill myself. If I was, if I wanted to attempt suicide, it, it's it's my choice, and I I always knew that. I'm gonna check the levels again. Look at the fucking recorder, and hope to God. What's this? I'm looking at like there's this levels thing on the recorder, and there's like this carrot, okay, like an arrow. And every now and then we're passing it. And I don't know if that's like the clipping point or if that's like a point where it just becomes way, I don't know. I got, here's I, here's the thing. I got a new um, EQ thing. It has like a lot more inputs and uh, it's got this effects thing, which is what I was playing with before. Let's see. Test, test. Look at that shit. Fucking crazy, right? Right? Isn't that fucking nuts? <laughs> Many people love me and I don't love myself. Many people love me and I don't love myself. (laughs) All right. There's people that do love me, though, and I don't take care of myself like they would like me to. I... This is my body. This is my body. And as much as I'll say this shit, you know, as much as I will fucking just admit... And hold myself accountable to all the foul shit that I... All the foul behaviors that I do. Everything fucked up that I that I do to myself, to my body. I'll hold myself accountable for that. Where was I going with this? Something about people on me. No, and, and, yo, okay, yeah. At the end of the day, this is my body. Alright? And people need to respect that. You know? People need to respect that. Some people just don't understand that. Some people see human beings as things to point a finger at and to hold accountable and to just control, you know? And that's not what we are. We're human beings. We're imperfect and we make decisions. We make our own decisions. We have free will. A curse and a blessing, it's free will, you know? And this is my body. 
And if I want to put alcohol in it, then I'm going to. Okay? You know? I believe this. You know, all across the fucking board. And I said this before on the podcast. Like, look. If you plan on ending your life, I, I, as much as I, I might protest, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of pro-life, I believe in, you know, there's life and, and abortions is kind of, in a way, ending potential. At the same time, I do truly believe it's not my fucking body. If other people need to get an abortion... For reasonable reasons, for whatever reasons they need to have an abortion for, that's their body, that's their choice. And I'm not judging them, and in fact, I'd support a lot of them, wholeheartedly. You don't want to have a rapist baby. You don't want to have a baby that, if you really don't want to have a baby that would have some defects and you can't afford that, you know, your choice is your choice and that's your body. And nobody can tell you what to do with nobody should be able to tell you what to do with that that's your shit you know that's what i truly believe and that and that has to hold true with everything all across the board with suicide with alcoholism you know you can't force someone to quit smoking you can't force someone to quit drinking you can't force someone to not kill themselves slowly or in a very real way it's their body, it's their life, it's their choice, you know? It's their choice. If somebody's on the edge of a building about to jump off, I would not, I could not stop them because it's on principle. That's their choice. On principle, I believe that's their choice. I would strongly discourage it. I would strongly discourage it. I'd say, no, there's things to live for, sure. And I'm not going to lie to you and bullshit. Well, no, that'd be kind of a lie. Maybe there's nothing to live for for them. I sympathize with that. Look, they, you know, you, you'll have your own choice. You'll have your own vision of how things are in your own life. And I don't know what that is. You don't know what my life is. You don't know what a suicidal perf- person's life is. Even if you have been suicidal, even I've been suicidal, I couldn't tell you what's going on in another suicidal person's head. I can't tell you what problems they've had, and I can't solve their problems. If they have, you know, chronic problems, reoccurring problems that they can't deal with, I don't know those problems. You don't know those problems. We can't tell them that they can't do what they're going to do, you know? We can ask them to not do it. We can say that we love them and we want them to stay here with us, but at the end of the day, it's their body, it's their decision, you know? It's their decision. It's their choice. And same with this alcoholism. In a way. In a way. And this is a little different. Because if this ever becomes a problem, and people really need me to stop, I'll be open to hearing what they have to say, honestly. I like alcohol. I love alcohol. I love being buzzed. I love getting drunk and fucking dancing and shit. That's what I like to do. I look like... I just... I. Once fucking clubs reopen, it's like, what is it? It's August, and we're still in a pandemic. But when this shit's over, dude, I'm going to hit the club. I'm going to fucking knock back, like, three, four Jaeger bombs, and then just go dance. That's what I like to do. I love fucking getting sauced and shaking my tail feather, man. (laughs) But if people in my life were noticing that's a problem, it's getting in the way of, 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 me loving them, 
of them loving me, then I, I, I'd be receptive to what they have to say. I take it to heart. And maybe that's true for suicide as well, you know? I love you. I want you to stay here. Please be here with me. Not because because of you, but because of me. Because this is something that I'm selfishly asking you. You have to understand that. If you're asking someone to not kill themselves, it is in a way selfish. It doesn't seem like it. Shit, you know, you might convince yourself that suicide is a selfish decision. In some ways, you might argue that it is. Because, you know, you're not accounting for the people that you might take care of. You might, that might love you. And you're not considering them when you're going to kill yourself. But in a way, like, you are demanding someone not do something that they believe is best for them. And I believe that's selfish. But we make selfish decisions. We make... I'm fucking slurred. <laughs> I'm three shots of do say deep. And this is the thing. This is what I was doing in the last podcast that I was trying to record the bonus one with my friend. You do a shot of Douce, and then you chase that with, like, some Moscato. I don't exactly need a chaser, but it's nice. Because, like, the Douce is like a burning sensation in the throat, and then you just chill it out with some chill, sweet grape juice, you know? (laughs) Pretty good stuff. Anyway, like, no, we will make selfish decisions. And I'm not telling you to not try to convince someone not to kill themselves. I'm saying... You know, you have to acknowledge them. You have to acknowledge their pain. You have to acknowledge their suffering, their constant suffering. You have to acknowledge all of that and then know what you're asking of them. If you're asking someone to not kill themselves, in a way, you're asking them to stay in a place where they're constantly suffering. I've told my brother, I've told my friend, and I haven't really told my parents because I don't want to break their hearts, but they might listen to this. I don't know. That if I ever fucking just kill myself one day, it's because I'm I I might be in a place of just constant constant suffering that I can't I can't stop I can't stop it I don't know how it stops I don't know how it ends other than bleakly, and I don't want to prolong it and I just need to go, you know, and when you ask someone to not kill themselves when they're in that place you're asking them to stay in that place. And it takes a while to get out of that place, if you get out of that place at all. It takes a long, long while. And you're asking to take that time, you know? And you have to acknowledge that. If you're asking someone to not kill themselves, you're asking them to stay here. I know you're going to suffer longer, but please stay here because I need you here. I, I need you. I want you here. I want you to be with me. I want you to stay with me, please. I, I don't want you to suffer, but I know me asking you to not to not kill yourself is kind of in a way asking you to continue suffering, at least until we can get out of this place. But please be 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 with me. You know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I started talking about this because somebody messaged me on a Reddit because I'm just a Reddit addict. I actually have been trying to cut down on Reddit because I just don't like watching news and just seeing updates on shit that is depressing, you know? I I I I feel terrible about like the the Beirut situation. That's awful. But I I don't want to I don't want to feel anything for it really, honestly, to be honest, because I I almost don't want to have a side. Because there there could be sides that come out of this. 
Like this was a whole thing. People might make this a political thing because that's just what the fuck happens these days. Everything's politicized. And with a tragedy, that's fucking awful. But I know people will, right? People will have these fucking, you know, opinions about it. About what happened, the cause. And and they'll fucking find reasons to tear each other apart over this shit. And I, I just don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be around it. It's depressing. It's depressing already. The loss of life, you know? And how fucked up is that, that we live in a world where a loss of life, a tragedy, can be politicized. You can have, you can take sides regarding a tragedy, regarding the murder of a citizen at the hands of a fucking police officer. You can take sides. How fucked is that, you know? How fucked is that? A death. A death and you could take sides about it. You could have arguments about somebody else's death from another place. That's, that's just, a, it's a death. It's sad. What else is there to say about it? It's sad. It's unfortunate. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. But people can have opinions about it. And that's disgusting. That's fucking disgusting, man. You know? How, how politicized these things are. How divisive something like that can be. Somebody's fucking murdered. And somebody would be like, well, you know, fucking blue lives matter, man. Get the fuck out of here. Just shut the fuck up. There's people mourning, you know? There's people fucking grieving. And you're arguing with other people. And it's not just the right and the fucking left. It's not about that. You just take a step back and you look at it. It's people fucking fighting over this shit. It's so fucking sad. It's so fucking sad, you know? Of course there's need, there needs to be reform. Of course. Of course there needs to be changes made. Of course there needs to be changes made in behaviors and shit. But, like, fuck, man. You should start with that. You, Everybody should start with that. And go from that place almost alone. Before you have an opinion on it. You have to look. There's people suffering. Before you make a fucking political statement about it. Before you blame somebody. Before you point a fucking finger at whose fault this is. Either side, you know. Whatever fucking side you're on. Before you start to point a fucking finger. Acknowledge that there's people fucking suffering. Over the death of somebody or multiple people, you know, that it's a fucking tragedy. But no, you don't fucking take a, you don't blink. You don't blink. You you just go to straight, just uh, attacking someone else. It's almost like it's not real to you. It's almost like it's not, it's not your, it's not your person. It's just fucking points. It's points in a game. That's so fucked how it is today. You know? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I got here, but we're going to talk about this. I was talking about the alcoholism before because someone on Reddit reached out to me and they're saying, uh, they're asking if they need to be worried about me. God bless their heart. Uh, my girl's name's Pamela. <laughs> Great name. Pam, Pamela, Pam, Pam. <laughs> I met someone. I'm pretty sure I met them. Did I meet them? I worked with them. There's people that I've worked with or have been alongside. I never really met them or got to know them at all. <laughs> I'm just antisocial or some shit. Pamela. I think her name was Pamela. Pamela. I think fucking her name was like fucking Pamela Anderson. It's crazy. <laughs> she wasn't Pamela Anderson, but it was somebody named Pamela Anderson. I'm like, ah, that's hilarious. But Pamela reached out to me. That not Pamela from, I, I don't, this is a total internet stranger. 
but a friend, a friend. We don't know each other in real life, but over the internet, why not? They listen to my podcast. They might know something about me. Anyway, they asked if they need to be worried about me because maybe I've just been talking about some shit. And they asked me multiple questions, and I asked them if I could read them on the podcast and respond to them. So one, the first question is, are you even a little afraid? Oh, this is also regarding, like, I'm coming off the medications. This is like, I think I'm in the middle of the second week that I'm off of them completely. So by now, there should be no lithium in my system. There should be, like, no interactions with lithium in my system. I think the guy said it should have gone away by, like, a week or so. So I'm in the middle of the second week, so it should be all gone. So we're fucking about the party, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, first question. Are you even a little bit afraid of having another psychotic episode or whatever it's called? That's a risk, all right? That's a risk that I'm taking. Um, that's definitely a risk. I'm, I, I understand it's a risk. I don't know if I'm afraid of it. I think afraid implies that I might be thinking about it. I'm not really thinking about it a lot, at least not right now. Uh, I haven't done anything quite yet that might trigger it. Nothing has really happened that might trigger it right now. Uh, honestly, the last time it was triggered, it wasn't because of any substances. It wasn't because of any... Uh, it was It was literally because of like life circumstances. And I. that's what I believe. I wasn't on anything when the last episode like it, it was like the first one it wasn't triggered by any substances it was like life trauma and life things but at the same time look i was prescribed lithium and it's supposed to be a stabilizer it's supposed to be an antipsychotic so i am putting myself at risk of having like another episode of mania or something like that i understand that i Maybe I'm a little afraid. I'm not really afraid. Uh, because the last time I went into like a weird state, I saw, I wasn't, I wasn't aware that it was happening, but then I was made aware subtly. Like they didn't, I, I was with my brother and I'd taken shrooms and uh, it was chill up until like we went to go get some tater tots at, a, at Knob Hill and uh, he said like, what's up with your language? And I was like, oh, snap, that's something that happens when I'm, like, going into, like, a psychosis, kind of like a manic state. My language becomes weird. Um, so I was like, oh, snap, okay. Well, I I now know something's happening. I can see it happening. Let's just go home. We were watching a movie, so I was like, all right, let's just finish the movie, or let's watch a movie. I don't remember where we were at in the movie. But we just, I was like, I'm just going to watch this movie, and I'm just going to go to bed. Uh, because I know something's happening. I'm just going to try to just, just let it pass, you know, just sleep and just let it pass, you know, all the, get the substances out of my system and stuff. I don't know if it was the substances that triggered it, but I, cause I think earlier in the day I was feeling like off, like before I was just kind of feeling off that day anyway. So I don't know. And that's why I was on lithium. Anyway, I hope that answers that question. Maybe I'm a little afraid. I know it's a risk. I, I acknowledge the risk. So, uh, second question: Are your glory days that you ruminate about that you ruminate about actually a part? Actually, are part of the mania? 
so the glory days that I ruminate about, fuck, I dropped my phone. They weren't glory days that I was having while I was manic. Those weren't exactly glory days. Those were just, those were days that I did feel invincible because I was fucking manic, right? I was, I felt elevated. I was like in an elevated state, really energetic, really eccentric, really fucking excited about everything. Intense on occasion, really intense. And I was, but that wasn't my glory days. So no, those weren't my glory days. My glory days were before that. And I think what triggered the mania and that episode was like, I, I had all that taken away from me. And that was part of the life trauma. It was in a way taken away from me. And I lost a bunch of things. I lost a bunch of opportunities. And I, I don't know, I, I don't think maybe my body couldn't deal with that. And so it just triggered this mania. My body couldn't deal with uh, whatever. Because <laughs> I think I was pretty normal up until a point, And I was like, I, I just started to go manic. But those, my glory days were not while I was manic. But they do have to do with the mania, I believe. Just because the loss of those glory days. Because those glory days, I felt pretty great. I was in a kind of shitty environment, but I was doing a lot of great things that I was proud of. I was growing. I was developing. And uh, my opportunities to grow and develop were fucking taken away from me. So I think that's a part of what triggered the mania and shit. So, yeah, I guess they do have a, they do have something to do with it. But I wouldn't say that... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the question was about, really. If it was... If they're asking if my glory days were when I was manic or... So it wasn't when I was manic. It was before then. Number three. They asked four questions. Number three. Did you tell your doctor you were stopping the lithium? If no, why not? So I contacted my psychiatrist because I want to be responsible. And she wasn't in. And they gave me someone else. And I might... I have an, I think I have an appointment with my psychiatrist this month. We're going to do another shot of say. They gave me another guy. I don't know where she... She must have been on vacation or something. How fucked is that? <laughs> this is my mental health and someone's on vacation. That said, you know, she has her own life. She's got to live her own life. I think it's a she. If she needs to go on vacation, she needs to go on the vacation. Just because you have a patient who's trying to get off of lithium doesn't mean you shouldn't go on the vacation that you need. So no, no bad blood. No hard feelings. Um... Kind of hard feelings, though, because the person that I was talking to about coming off of it wasn't helpful. He was just like, oh, you know, we should wait for your psychiatrist. And that makes sense. That makes sense. He's not my doctor. He's like a sub. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, we should wait for your doctor. And that makes sense. But at the same time, like I was coming off of it and I wanted help. I wanted to do it safely. That's why I contacted the psychiatrist. I wanted to, I called my psychiatrist. I, I tried to make an appointment with my psychiatrist so I could come off of the lithium safely. And I did make an appointment, but they gave me someone else because she was out of town or something. She was on vacation. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking right now? I think when they come back and when I have the appointment, I might refer them to this episode <laughs> and be like, hey, I'm talking about this shit right now. 
but look, they gave me someone else, and they're like so hesitant to help me with this. They helped me a little bit, I guess. They said like it should be out of your system within a week, but they they were like, uh, yeah, let's wait. But me being like a stubborn guy, fucking, you know, toxic masculinity. I live my own life. I walk to the beat of my own drum, you know. I I I was on my own time. I'm not on their time. They gave me an appointment like more I feel like more than a month away, you know? I couldn't have an appointment with her for like a month and some change, I'm pretty sure. So I was like, no, look, I want to get off of this and I want to get off of this soon. So I'm going to do that. And I would like you to help me, but if you're not gonna help me, I'm gonna try to do it safely, but I'm gonna do it on my own if you don't want to do this with me, if you don't want to be with me on this. So I'm gonna do this on my own. And that's what I did. I got off of it. And I think I got off of it safely. I I saw this is the internet, so I don't fucking know how you know fucking great the information is, but it's like you should wean off of it for at least a period of four weeks. And I did that. Over four weeks I came off of it slowly and then and then I went off of it completely after tapering off uh on my own with my own methods. I think I was doing like, so I was prescribed three and I was on three. Then I cut it down to two. Then I cut it down to one. And then I cut it down to like one every other day. And I think I did that for like two weeks and then I came off of it completely. Does that add up to four weeks or something? So right now I'm done with my four weeks and I'm in the middle of the second week of being off of it completely. So that's where I'm at. I did contact them, and I did ask them. I did I did contact them and attempt to ask them for help to come off of it safely, because I don't, I don't want to fuck up my brain. The whole thing about this is... All right. I want to answer the last question before I, could, before I go into that. So if I remember to go into that rant after this question, then I'll go into it, but let's see. Can you go a day or days without drinking? Many people self-medicate when they aren't being treated for their mental health. That's fair. That's fair. Totally fair. And to that, I say cheers. Oh, mama mia. Ah, let's get some of this. Ah. So, yeah. I can do go days without drinking. And if I chose to, I, I'm sure I could go sober for a relatively long time. I'm sure I could. I don't drink every day. I honestly don't. But that doesn't make me not, that doesn't say, that doesn't mean I'm not an alcoholic. There can be, there's alcoholics who don't drink every day, who might drink almost rarely, but they can still be alcoholics. I'm pretty sure. I don't know everything about alcoholism, but. I saw an interview with uh, Dick Cavett on YouTube. Dick Cavett and... I can't think of the guy's name. What the fuck is the guy's name? Maybe I'll look it up. He was in Mary Poppins. I'm just going to look up Mary Poppins, right? Mary motherfucking Poppins. Supercalifragilistic Dick Van Dyke, right? Was he the guy? I think I think it was with Dick Van Dyke. I think I think it was Dick Van Dyke and it was uh, Dick Cavett. 
So Dick and Dick, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, whoever Dick Cavett was talking to, he he held he was struggling with alcoholism, and he was like, yeah, you know, you could go a long time without drinking, but you could still be an alcoholic. Like maybe that could just be a reference to like falling off the wagon or some shit like that, but I'm sure that I can not drink for like a long period of time. Um, can I go days without drinking? Yes. Does that make me not an alcoholic? No. I could still be an alcoholic. I think that I am in a way. Um, I was actually thinking like maybe I should go to a meeting or something. Not to try to get off, but just to see what it's like. Just to see what people have to say. And maybe I'll be influenced about something. I don't know. But, uh, oh, man. Oh, here's the thing that I, I think about, like, with um, with myself. Oh, and, like, I think with men in general because of their toxic masculinity, because of my toxic masculinity, because of masculinity, like that shit, it's just, you don't think about the consequences, you don't think about the repercussions that you might face, like, years from now, and you, 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 you choose not to, because life, because you choose life in front of you right now, that's what you choose, and sometimes it's what you have to choose, in fact, I, I'd say... And I always kind of think this, like when you're suicidal, when you're depressed, every fucking day is a choice. You either choose to live today or you choose to kill yourself. You choose to die. And, and, and based on that, I, I commend, I fucking commend every suicidal person that has lived to this point. And that's not an insult to people who've killed themselves. I commend those people who've killed themselves to have lived to the point when they have killed themselves because every day is fucking a choice. Do I want to continue living in this fucking nightmare or do I just try to find peace this way? Do I try to find peace by ending my life? And so this thing's fucking hard, this life thing, all right? People could be people are fucking suffering every day. And you might think that you're suffering, you know, but everybody's struggle is different. Every everybody takes struggle differently. You might not, you might have a really hard life and you might not be suicidal and you might look down upon people who want to kill themselves, who've who've had hard lives. You might think of someone like, oh, you know, I've had it harder than you and I don't want to kill myself. Look, they have a different life than you, man. They have a different fucking life. And, and, and every day to them might be really fucking suffering. So, you know, God bless them for like living to the point that they've lived. If they've killed themselves, if they're still living, you know, you have to respect that because they're, they're making that choice. They're faced with that choice every day. I said choice, hella funny. That was like almost two syllables. Choice. 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 Now you know I'm hella drunk. <laughs> I'm not even hella drunk. I'm kind of soft. But they're making that fucking choice every day of do I want to live today or do I want to, do I want to just end it? And if you do live, you kind of, at, at, some, at some point, you have to choose, like, fully to live, to really just do what you want to do for yourself. And that could start off with, like, spoiling yourself, you know? That could just, you know, be little things, like splurging on, like, a ring, a pinky ring. That could just be, like, getting a donut. That could be, like, just doing something unhealthy, skipping an exercise day. That might not be so... Just doing something, or it, it could be like 
you know, this is something I want to do. I'm just going to make a baby step in that direction. And uh, that could be your, your version of living. But, you know, if you do live, you, you, you might have to just choose to fully live and embrace all of it, you know? I've just been thinking recently, I've been playing with this idea. I Just this is how I've been describing my life in this period right now. I'm like falling forward, okay? There was a period when I was like hella sad, and then I wasn't kind of sad. Today, I was, I was kind of depressed, all right? But there was a pre- period of depression that I was in before, and I was on the podcast probably talking about it before, but um, I, I'm kind of reaching a place where like, yeah, I'm still kind of depressed and I'm sad, but, and I'm, and I'm kind of falling, you know, figuratively, but I'm falling in the direction towards progress. Like I'm doing things that I, I need to be doing that's productive and shit. That's, that's making progress on things that I want to make progress on. So I'm falling forward. Um, I don't know how many people know this, probably on Reddit if you're listening, uh, I'm trying to make some fucking shirts, you know, and, uh, I just, uh, just completed a deal almost, I'm in the process of completing a deal, I'm still waiting on a tech pack to be made, I I found somebody who can make me a tech pack, and, and we're doing that, so I'm making progress, um, fucking class, I'm still in summer session, so. Uh, yeah, I'm still doing that, and I, I'm, I'm making progress, and I'm still feeling depressed, and I'm still kind of dropping, and I'm still drinking myself blind, not really blind, but I'm still drinking, I'm fucking still destroying my body, but I'm falling, and I'm falling forward, I don't know where I was going with that, something about making a choice, something about, yeah, some shit like that, uh, fuck, let me look back at this thing. Can I go a day without drinking? Yeah, I'm an alcoholic still. It's my body, my choice. What am I trying to get to here? I wanted to say something. And I also wanted to go on a rant about something before. I think it was based on the last question before that. Let's see it. Motherfucking question three. Tell your doctor you're stopping. Oh, dude. I totally forgot. <laughs> I don't think this is because the alcohol. It could be because the alcohol. So, I was in Thailand once. My brother was studying abroad in Thailand, and I went to go visit him. And he took me to this street called Khao San. And along the sides of the roads, you could just stop in these little, uh, what are they? I don't know what to call them. They're like tents almost, like little stops, little little shops, little pop-up shops on the street made from like, you know, like little uh, pop-up gazebos and shit. And you could do nitrous. You could just do nitrous on the side of the street. They have, like, nitrous dealers, I guess. You could buy a drink. I, I bought a drink at the same place I was doing nitrous at. <laughs> they offered nitrous, and they offered drinks, and they offered cocktails. I was like, Jaeger bomb? And they're like, oh, sure. But what is a Jaeger bomb? And I was like, all right, yeah, so just give me, like, Red Bull, and then give me Jägermeister, and then just, just do some of that. And he gave me a bucket. You could get a bucket of booze. I got a bucket of Jaeger, I got a bucket of a Jaeger bomb, and he just mixed it, it wasn't like the bomb, he dropped it in, but like, he just mixed it, (laughs) which is pretty much the same shit, and I got a bucket of that shit on Khao San, but that's not even the, that's, well, you know, that's booze, but also, I was doing nitrous there, and nitrous, what that is, is you just, the the, the guy, the, the person, he fills it up, he fills up a balloon, he fills it up. I'm a bad storyteller sometimes. 
he takes a balloon and he has like this uh this thing that you kind of think you do whippets with this thing like this like converter thing you could just put like some kind of co2 or some kind of canister some kind of like pressurized canister into like a balloon and he'd fill up these balloons with nitrous and you'd like you take the balloon you put it into your mouth like all right you like inhale it and then breathe you just breathe this you don't breathe outside you just breathe this almost exclusively and i think what it does i don't know fucking science but i think what it does is it chokes out your brain of oxygen and you, you're literally inhaling nitrous. So I think that's kind of what you're replacing the oxygen with, like nitrous. And you get this weird fucking high for like a couple seconds, maybe a minute tops. And it feels really like, boom, 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 boom. Let me see if I could just, like, turn the bass. It's like some shit like that. Not like that exactly, but it's like, it's like, like you feel, there's music playing. And like, I don't know, like on the street. And you could feel the bass, like, heavily. <laughs> and it was, like, really fucking weird for a second. And so I did nitrous. I did, like, like two balloons of nitrous. I've smoked weed in my life. I'm not, like, a huge weed smoker. I'm not a social weed smoker really much. I have been, but I've smoked some weed in my life. And I've drank a lot of alcohol. So, like... That has probably had, like, a fucked up effect on my brain. So my brain could be fucked up from this shit. For sure. And I acknowledge that. I totally acknowledge that. I was, like, going somewhere with this. There's, like, directions that I'm, like, that I want to go on. I almost see, like, after question three, I was in the process of saying shit. And then I wanted to go on a tangent to go on a rant. 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 I'm just starting to talk slurred. <laughs> started to go on a rant about that but then i wanted to read question four so then i forgot about the whole shit so um not like i could turn back now all right they also said some other things drinks in their nervous system starts depending on it hence the addiction i could get addicted to booze i don't think that i am honestly i think that i'm uh Mostly fine right now, but, um, oh, I think it could have been about that question. Like I was thinking about like, we have to not think about repercussions as men, as people, you know, I'm not, I'm just speaking from a man's perspective and saying like, this could be a, a guy thing, like a toxic masculinity thing, but I think this could be for just about anybody. But I think primarily for guys, you know. You, you have, like, this joke among people if you're on, like, a sports team or something. If you have an injury, you're told to, like, walk it off. You know, just go walk it off. And uh, I remember, like, one of my coaches in wrestling. I was a terrible wrestler, by the way. It was fucking awful. I really wanted to be good because my brother was good at wrestling. And I was like, dude, I want to fucking compete with him. But no, no chance now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not that guy. I don't know. I'm not closing the opportunity to be that. Now, that doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, I was in a practice with one of my coaches, Coach Coach Bertram. Coach Bertram. And we were fucking, he was working us out. He was working us out hard. We are on the football field. We were on the track or something like that. And he was like, just, 
we were just doing some intense stuff. I don't know, like some kind of running or something. Something just intense stuff. And he's like, hey, yeah, just grin and bear it, you guys. Don't think about it. Don't think about the pain. Just grin and bear it, you know? And that's that's kind of like what we do. That's what we do as people. We can't let small shit stop us. Considerations. You know? I remember hearing about situations where if you hesitate, you could die. You know? Some shit like that. And it's, it's something that something that humans, I'd say. I don't know if it's exclusively men. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure a lot of women deal with this too. They can't think about what consequences might come as a result of their actions. They have to do it. They have to do it or else they do nothing at all. And they don't matter and nothing matters and they make no progress, you know? What you do today might hurt you, you know? Might hurt you in the future. But you might have to do that thing so you can move forward in life. And you can't think about what might happen, what might come in the future, you know? So my brother, I love my brother. I think he might have some shit in his brain that nobody has seen. I'm pretty sure he's had MRIs before. Nobody's, like, seen this shit. I feel like he might have something in his brain or something that might, like, be fucking him up with life. Not really, like, right now. He's really smart, really intelligent, and he's really functional, you know? But I feel like he might, like... um Look, I was with him in Thailand, and we went to this restaurant, and I was kind of pissed at him, because I think, I don't know, I was just pissy, <laughs> maybe jet lag or something, I just wanted to stay in and sleep, or I was pissed at him for something, but we went out to eat, and uh, it could have been some person, like, spiked his drink, and he just fell, he, but he, we were eating, and then we were going to leave, he collapsed, he just fell. Almost out of nowhere. I don't know what the fuck happened. It could have been that somebody roofied his, his drink or something. And if that was the case, thank God I was there. So they wouldn't fucking take him and do whatever. But me and his friend. I think some other friends. Probably me and his friend though. But I feel like it could be something in his brain. That just is like. Makes him shut off every now and again. I don't know what, but he's like, I, he, he, he's like, he's, he's really smart. He's really intelligent. And he, he's like one of those fucking weirdos that likes to get fucking smarter and shit. Fucking bookworm. <laughs> Total fucking nerd. But he wants to fight competitively. He wants to fight competitively in MMA. I'm like, I, I'm just thinking like, it can't be good for your brain. But at the same time, you want to do this. You really want to, you want slash need to do this for yourself, for accomplishment, for self-actualization, you know? You need to do this. People need to do this. At some point, your needs, as far as physiological and safety, those are fulfilled. And at some point, you have to fulfill the higher needs, the higher tiers on the triangle, right? The Maslow's hierarchy or whatever the fuck. You have to fulfill those ones. And you'll do whatever the fuck to get those, you know? And my brother, he might just need to just compete so he could feel fulfilled in his life. And and I'm not going to stop him, you know? And he's not going to think about... And I was just telling my friend today, I was thinking about that a little bit. I was thinking about, like, 
dude, imagine like a football player. They know that they could go into their 40s, their 50s, and they could have CTE, and they could like fuck up their brain, and they could just go and do some crazy shit. They could go, they could have a fucked up brain and commit suicide, become very violent, become, you know, they, they could be really fucked up. But they're signing this contract because it's the NFL. It's the fucking NFL. Imagine like an NFL football player signing a contract to become a fucking football player. Imagine all the fucking glory, the millions of dollars that you'll be getting, possibly fucking sponsorships, you know? And you'll be loved by so many people, and you'll be doing what you love to do, like playing this game that you love to play. But you'll know, you'll know that you'll be in constant contact. You'll be clashing with people all the time. And it will be fucking, I'm just holding this glass right now. So if it's making noise, like that, let's see. I used to be able to like dip my finger in the water and stuff. And then you just go around the glass and then make it ring. I don't know, <laughs> but if imagine if you're given like if you're given a contract by the NFL, it's the NFL. People will love you. You'll be so rich. You'll be set for life. If you have a family, you'll take you'll take care of your family off that money. You know, you'll be playing on a field watched by fucking millions of people on TV in the fucking stands, and they'll love you and they'll be screaming for you. And, and, and you'll be doing all this great stuff. This, it's just so much glory comes with this shit. But when you turn fucking 40, 50, your brain might be fucked up. You could do some fucked up shit. Because of like the, the brain damage that you get from this game. But you can't think about that. Because you have to think about the fucking financial stability that you and your family could have from this. You have to think about this is a game that you want to do. You might not want to do anything else other than play football. And this is what you have to do with your life. Knowing that it could have these dire fucking consequences in the future. You can't think about those things. You have to just continue. You have to just keep going. You have to continue down this career, this path. Because this is, this is the only way. You know? What else is there? You could try your best. You might even be so conscious. I'm going to try to work out my neck. I'm going to go to like a, a physical therapist and or somebody that I can consult about like, you know, lowering the risk of CTE. You could just train and train so that you lower your risk of concussions, lower your risk of brain damage, and you could train. But you also at the same time can't think about it too much because it, it might just the fear, the hesitation, the anxiety could get in the way of your career. <sighs> There's an ant on my hand. You could get in the way of you doing something that you really need to do. Like my brother with his, with his fighting, he, he can't think about like what could happen if he's just getting constant strikes to his head. He has to think about what he is determined towards. The belts, whatever he, fucking judo tournaments, you know, fucking trophies, belts, you know, championships. These are things that you want, that they're driving you, and you need to chase those things. And you can't think about what could happen, what bad things could happen, you know? 
And I'm not saying that I need to be drunk for this podcast, but I'm not thinking about the consequences, man. And this is so fucked. I'm just saying it now, and I'm starting to realize it now. Like, no. I did realize it before and saw how ridiculous this was comparing my fucking alcoholism to, like, (laughs) athleticism and shit. But, like, I'm not thinking about the consequences. This makes me feel good now. I like it. I enjoy this shit. It gets me in a solid mood for this podcast sometimes. But it's I I enjoy it. It's pretty fun fun stuff. I like feeling the sensations of being on alc being drunk, being buzzed. And I'm not thinking about the consequences, you know? You know, I I'm eating I eat I eat like a fool, but I work out every other day. Doesn't exactly justify everything I'm I'm eating and putting in my body, but, you know, I'm kind of doing some stuff to try to limit how, you know, fat I become, how damaged my body becomes, my heart rate and stuff. I'm kind of working out and stuff like that. That doesn't exactly justify what kind of garbage I'm eating, what kind of garbage I'm putting in my body. But I don't think about all that stuff too much because I... I, I don't want to, and I've also expressed on this podcast, like, I don't, I, I don't care to live past my accomplishments, if I go before 80, you know, and I've completed everything I wanted to do, I think I'd be pretty happy, you know, I was talking to my coworker about this, I was telling her, like, I, I could get fucking cancer when I'm fucking, like, 30 or some shit, I don't know, just from stress, you know, I was like, I was driving to work the other day, and there was this person, and I, I'm, I'll be honest, I drive a little fast, but this person was driving slow in the fast lane, and I knew that we were approaching a construction zone, so we would all be limited by 55, right, that'd be the speed limit in this construction zone, and I was like, I gotta get past them before this, but there's no opportunities, and they were just driving slow, and I was like, Phew. Fucker, you motherfucker, who are you? Who are you driving slow? I want to get past you so when we go, I, I can have a good speed going into this construction zone and I could go at the speed limit in the construction zone. I could come out. I'd be making good time, you know, just because I base my time off of how fucking stupidly fast I drive. I don't drive so stupidly fast, but, well, that's all relative, you know. It's relative. I drive fast relative to my mom. I drive fast relative to, I'd say, older senior citizens and shit, older folks. But it's like, you you slowed me down. I really wanted to get past you. I was so pissed, but I was like, you know what? I, I, I And here's the thing, you know, with shit like that, as far as driving, I like to think of myself as a calm, more calm driver. You know, I could drive fast, and I, but, you know... If somebody's driving slow, I'm usually thinking like, oh, they could be a new driver, they could be an uh, a, a, an older person, they could be somebody who's just really cautious. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's that's fine. If they want to drive like that, that's okay. Maybe don't stay in the fast lane, but I'm not gonna hate you. I don't have road rage, but I in this situation, they were like slowing me down, and I I felt a I felt I'll be honest, I felt a rage, like come over me. But I was suppressing it because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to feel pissed about this. Just like the sadness I was talking about earlier. I don't want to be sad about this. I don't want to be pissed about this. 
I want to forgive people. If they're driving slow, if they're driving responsibly, I want to acknowledge that and be like, no, well, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you for driving responsibly. At the same time, I like to drive at the speed that I like to drive at, you know? <laughs> so I was really angry, but I just, I was like suppressing it. And I know that, you know, multiple incidents of that, of you suppressing your rage could cause fucking cancer and shit. It could build up and just destroy you from the inside. It could fuck up your brain. I think you get an aneurysm from shit like that, you know? From, like, just holding back your emotions. I was like, dude, this could fucking happen just because I hold my emotions back sometimes. I don't I don't want to get pissed at people. I'd prefer to try to forgive people for their shit. And I maybe point the finger at myself like, oh, no, you drive too fast. You drive like a fucking maniac. So, you know, you're in the wrong. But, you know, over time, that could just be detrimental to my fucking health, my mental health, just like I'm blaming myself, and I'm like, no, I'm just building up all this stress over this shit, it could turn into a cancer, you know, anyway, I don't know, I think I just started rambling at some point, what was I talking about, masculinity, trying to just not think about the consequences, but no, I'm not thinking about that cancer that I could get there, I'm thinking about what I want to do now, you know, I can't think about the future too much, I'll think about it sometimes when I need to try to make plans, but like, if I, I don't want to just hesitate based on fears for the future, based on fears of repercussions, based on fears of consequences of some, you know, physically pushing myself or Others physically pushing themselves, they can't think about the consequences of what that'll do to their body, what that'll do to their their 50-year-old body, what that'll do to their 80-year-old body. They can't think about that. They have to think about what's going on now. And right now, right now, I enjoy alcohol, and I drink that shit. And it's great. It's a lot of fun. Shit. I, I, uh... I, I was just looking through my phone the other day, and I found, like, the this contact. I didn't think I had the contact of this girl that my friend was trying to see at one point. I'm just going to tell a quick story, and then I think I'm going to bounce, because we're already, like, way over time at this point. But my friend was trying to see this girl, and my other friend was trying to set me up with her. And I'm not friends with either of them anymore, because one of them... Is super toxic, and the other one just believed whatever the other one said. So I was like, nah, if you're just going to go with him, then I guess you're not going to like me anymore based on him telling you that I'm a piece of shit. Which, you know, fuck. I'm sure that he's delusional and lying, but I am a piece of shit. Not because of the reason he's saying, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit for other reasons, and I could tell you why. But the reasons he's telling you that I'm a piece of shit, totally false. <laughs> Anyway, irrelevant, irrelevant, irrelevant. He was trying to go out with this girl, uh, and she was just like, she was like the party type of girl. And I was like, back then, I was like a party type of guy. I think we could have been great friends. We could have, shit, if I went out with her, if we were a thing, maybe we could have a fucking, fucking fun time. Just drinking, partying and shit. I think like that'd, be, that'd be fun as shit. I just found her, I guess, I guess I got her number somehow on my phone, I don't know, but she was fun, she, she had like a, I don't know, she was just like a party person, 
None of my friends with poor party people. See, I'm just going to give you guys a glimpse of, like, the people that I was around in the glory days that contributed to, like, some of the, uh, just the fall. So, like, I, I was a person who just, I liked to fucking, like I said, I liked to get drunk and dance and shit. And none of my friends wanted to do that. They were so fucking insecure about a ton of shit. They didn't want to dance. They didn't want to show that kind of side of them. They didn't even want to have that side of them. And they were kind of closed-minded. I'd say they were closed-minded. I felt, I feel like they felt uncomfortable around some shit. And, uh... I'm just going to say this as an example. I wanted to go to this drag show with maybe my friends, but probably not them because they were so insecure about their masculinity, their fucking sexuality. They didn't want to go to a, a drag show because they're like, no, that's not me. I don't do that shit. Dude, this shit could be fun. That's who they were. Maybe this girl would have went there. I was going to go with another one of my friends who was a girl, but she was uh, always working on Fridays. Fridays, she was working on Fridays, and the drag shows were every last Friday of the month, so she could never go, which is a bummer, but yeah, that was like another reason why they didn't work out, I think, just because like, my guy was so suppressed, like, with himself, I don't think he allowed himself to do things that he might have wanted to do, I don't know, but fuck, man, <laughs> this girl was fun. She had a mom. We went, we went to her mom's house, her mom and her stepdad's house. It was really chill. We there was like a we went there one time and we got drunk and we just hung out like we partied with her mom and she, her mom was like my auntie. I called her Tita Raz. It was, it was really fucking cool. It was a really cool situation. But uh, yeah. She should have come out to more parties. I should have hung out with her more. I think that would have been fun as fuck. Here's the thing. I'm just going to fucking go on like a little longer. <laughs> she should have come to more parties. I should have hung out with her at the parties. Because every party that we had, I was so depressed. Because this other girl wasn't there. I really wanted to come. Because I really wanted to hang out with her and spend time with her. Maybe the parties weren't the best situation for that. I probably should have just, you know manned up and just talked we're like hey you know i want to spend time with you outside of fucking class outside of school i just want to hang out and maybe the parties wasn't so conducive to that fuck <laughs> i'm gonna start getting depressed about this shit but i was depressed at these parties but some of my friends these were the friends that i had back then in these so-called glory days i guess some parts of it some parts of these days were glorious for sure but a lot of the parts were just really depressing I was depressed at these parties because the girl that I really, you know, wanted to be with, that I really wanted to see, she wasn't coming out to them, and I wasn't seeing her so often. I was so depressed. I was so depressed at these parties, but my friend, I'd say one of them was, like, forcing me to, like, and the other one, like, another one wanted me to kind of just, you know, be up. I was kind of, like, fun back then. People kind of liked me, and my friends saw that people liked me for just, like, my personality, so they're like, hey, be fun, be a clown, be entertaining to these people. Wow, I was totally depressed. And I, I kind of, some, some parties, I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to enjoy them. I just wanted to be depressed by myself. I just didn't want to have parties. But I also didn't want to let my friends down. And for sure, they would be prodding my ass to be like, hey, get up and be sociable. Be a party person. Be sociable with these people that we're inviting to our house. 
you know. <laughs> they want to see you be fun. They want to see you be a fun guy right now. And you're not being fun. So be fun. They forced me to. And so, you know, I would drink and get high so I could fucking try to reach that level of being entertaining. But fuck, man. That couldn't have been good for my health. I don't know. I don't care. Who cares? Nothing matters. Everything's fucking futile. You know what I'm saying, fam? Anyway, let's just close this shit out here. Um, you know, as I do, assalamu alaikum. Oh, peace and love. Cover your face right now. There's still, a, you know, I don't know how far into the future these might be listened to, but, you know, during these times right now, what we're in, August, we're still in lockdown. We're still in a pandemic, so cover your face. And please be courteous to your neighbors. Technically, maybe you have the right not to wear a mask. Maybe you do have the right to not wear a mask. But at the same time, it's courteous. It's courteous. And it shows that you're looking out for your neighbor. And that you're being a good neighbor to your neighbors. And I think that's just a... You should... I'm not going to tell you what to do. But it's courteous. Please wear a mask. Wear a mask and cover your face. Stay. Try to stay six feet away from other people that you don't know if they have the thing or not. And, uh, yeah, I guess, love your neighbor from six feet away. And when this whole thing is over, you just go, you find someone that you love, and you just give give them a big, fat hug, and then you give them a big, wet smooch right, right between their eyebrows, just right on their brow, all right? You give them a big, wet smooch right there. (laughs) All right, peace and love you guys.